Welcome to Swiftly Spoken, a fan-made Taylor Swift podcast in which we break down her lyrics, deep dive into full album retrospectives, and theorize about what may be coming next. As always, we are your hosts, Lisa and Cameron, and to celebrate the holidays, we're going to be talking about Taylor's Christmas EP, from its multiple original releases to the possibility of it being re-recorded sometime soon. So as it is the festive season, we have decided to talk about the Taylor Swift holiday collection and how, you know, it came about, how it's progressed through time and what may become of it. Also, we thought it was a good time to talk about it since we have recently talked about debut and debut Taylor's version, the re-recording of her first ever album. So I think it's in the realm of the world of debut, right? It's in that time period. Yes, 100%, definitely. And I think obviously it hasn't been tackled on to fearless or anything like that to exactly Taylor's version. so right it's definitely been because it, it seems like sometimes some of the taylor's version of rewriting where certain stuff maybe fit oh yeah with things like sweeter than fiction um obviously if this was a movie but it seems like it originally it was definitely for me i see the holiday collection as debut and it seems like that is where it's still belonging in the taylor's version world yeah i mean we can't ignore the fact that the cover is literally a photo from the digital so my guitar yeah music exactly. video so you know it, it, they are intrinsically linked anyway but let's go through some of the history of this release and of taylor's only christmas ep technically We will talk about other Christmas things as we go along. But (laughs) Sounds of the Season, the Taylor Swift Holiday Collection, was originally released as a Target exclusive EP back in October of 2007. Then it was released to other retailers in December 2008, the year after. And finally, it was re-released to Target in October 2009. At that point, it was also made available digitally and it had some minor adjustments to the cover of it at that point. And it also removed Sounds of the Season from the title, leaving it to simply be called the Taylor Swift Holiday Collection. I mean, it was a very long title. It had a lot going on, to be honest with yes. you. Yes, I think, yeah, it was a slightly unnecessary title, like Sounds of the Season, the Taylor Swift Holiday Collection, that is just not snappy in any way. But I think they were trying to maybe, I don't know, the way that they were marketing it, you know, as some like maybe that's why the title, like Holiday, rather than saying anything about Christmas, you know, like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I think also it was very much, I think, again, the weird limited release of it and also the very clear distinction that it's a holiday album, I think, was in a similar vein with Beautiful Eyes, where Mm. they didn't want any confusion or you know they almost didn't want it to become too widespread in that people think it's some sort of second album or get it confused like with beautiful eyes so they were just doing these kind of exclusive eps and drops like with beautiful eyes being a walmart originally exclusive Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that was kind of its intention um and only in the last couple of years has it been available on things like spotify and stuff yeah um it's did have it was almost slightly hard to find and almost slightly unknown and i think even nowadays it's still slightly undiscovered in comparison to everything else of taylor's discography and i think there's reasons for that which i'm sure we'll get into but yeah, oh, yeah. it's an interesting release interesting name i'm not the big fan of the name to be honest i think it's a bit, it's a bit of a mouthful clunky. originally yeah and then what it became the taylor swift holiday collection i guess we had to have taylor swift in the name especially back then as it was an emphasis on you know the same the reasons that we spoke about why debut is called taylor swift and why artists do that it is to get your name about primarily Mm -hmm. and it it just makes sense i actually kind of prefer sounds of the season just as the name on its own I kind of like that. Sounds of the season. Yeah. The only thing was like holiday collection, I think. But then there's yeah, there's only... not much of a collection going on. I have to say. Yeah, it's, there's only like six or so songs. 
which yeah. is just like that's not really you know like much of a collection is it right. that's a pretty limited sound of the season you know you, you've got about 15 minutes and then you're done the season's done so i think it's an interesting but it even kind of gives so maybe... extremely interesting to see that her second ever project is a holiday is a christmas album basically yes which is yes, quite which, an interesting often, choice. Yeah, often artists normally establish themselves a bit more before they then push out Christmas because I feel like if your Christmas album blows off, you then become a Christmas artist. And I think right. the people that have fallen into that is people like Mariah Carey, Michael Bublé. Makes sense, yeah. Who just kind of and you know christmas classics of old as well yeah that are just kind of you know wheeled back out around november they are the artists <laughs> to, of you know, the season which honestly yeah, it's not over. a bad thing at all i mean it's an incredibly no. good position oh, it's to very be lucrative you will come back every yes. year and you don't even have to make anything new technically no so, exactly yeah. it's incredibly lucrative but it's just interesting that yeah they kind of and I, to be honest when you listen to it there was no way that these songs were ever going to become classics or you know well this is Christmas the thing that is why that it's feel. so curious to me i am quite intrigued mm. at the choice of firstly deciding to go for a christmas ep not album straight away and secondly mm. then including the christmas songs that she did as her original christmas songs it's extremely interesting yes. like the ones that she chose yeah and yeah yeah i think th i think the the cover choices are rogue like they just well. seem, they're just yeah. very, they're just like, they pluck like four very different songs and then shove in a couple of original ones, you know, to encourage people to listen. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, we'll get, we'll get into those now, mm -hmm. the, the covers, because they are a bit bizarre, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we can start with the first cover and the first song that we hear, Last Christmas. I love Last Christmas. It is my favourite. I think yes, it's my favourite Christmas it's a classic. song. Yeah, it's just so good. Yeah. Wham originally. It is such a classic. Covered and, by Taylor here. Taylor, I'm not going to lie, kind of butchers it. Oh. <laughs> it's... it's yeah, Listen, like I think that we, I think if it was read, if, I think if Taylor did it now, it'd be like this yeah. is incredible. Like, yeah, but a, the kind of chipmunky, very youthful, enhanced country voice. Yeah, you got to remember like, that's not really. We praise Taylor all the year round, so it's okay if we go off mm. on her a bit for Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it makes sense. Listen, this was you know back in two thousand and seven. We're going back to so her voice is obviously very teenaged, very young, and also we still have the country album, uh, country accent. Sorry, prominently featured. Like there is, mm. you know, every single. It's on song. dial here, isn't yeah, it? It's she's, like, she's yeah, she's dialed it up even more than for debut. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's like prominent, prominent, prominent. So it is strange to hear something like so poppy as Last Christmas be turned into like a country it's jingle. Like a, yeah, Last Christmas. You know, it's, yeah. I do like it. Though. It's definitely interesting. It's one of my yeah. I think more out of, out of them. Yeah, yeah, preferred ones from this album. I have to say. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think, yeah, because some of, some of them are very interesting. And I think the next one is an interesting choice as well, Santa Baby. Yeah, the next cover, Santa Baby. I mean, this song has been extensively covered by so oh. many artists. And it's got to be one of the most covered probably ever, like Christmas songs. It's just every yeah. every artist, every female artist ever, male and female, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Have, and you know, it's been changed. The lyrics have been, you know, changed depending on who's singing it. And uh, mm. it's an interesting one, that's for sure. And another interesting choice. Yeah, you are right. Some of these are a bit rogue. Santa Baby is extremely rogue. For a, a, I mean, yeah, it's not, but it is. But it, it is in the sense yeah. that, like, as t for Taylor, as a, you know, 16, 17-year-old... 
to be singing. Yeah, and the way that they were marketing, yeah, they were trying marketing her very much like the girl next door, whereas Santa Baby is slightly, a slightly could be deemed, and especially back then, mm. as you know, this may, maybe more mature song that I mean, maybe a teenager shouldn't be singing. But to be fair, the lyric changes that they make make it more innocent. Oh yeah, um, and it's not; it hasn't got the seductive feel of you know the classic or some of the covers. Um, it's a bit more of an innocent kind of feel yeah, this is um, it yeah it is I, I don't mind i don't mind this mm. exactly yeah and i don't i don't mind this cover to be fair i think this one again i, I do listen to and i do enjoy you know i wouldn't say that it's better than the original and oh, again no. i feel like if if this was done now and it, we'll get into it later mm-hmm. but it would just be better because i think there's, there's something about when these were done i feel like also these were slightly rushed not gonna lie the production on these songs are not great it feels everything feels a bit clunky it does feel very not to sound terrible because again you know we appreciate that this exists and it's a fun little thing to look back on it's very time capsule because it is very yes a representation of that moment in her career and that moment in time and the as for the image as for the sound of it but it, it does sound very like thrown together very diy i guess also you've got to think mm. this is just coming off the heels of just a debut album that is all we have really yes. at that point so it was a very small operation anyway they could work with who they wanted to mm. work with but again i'm so interested in the choice of saying you know we have limited resources but let's funnel them into making a christmas ep christmas album extremely interesting i guess it is a very lucrative time of the year but still another way to get your name out there for sure that that is true but yeah interesting choices so we had last christmas we have santa baby but then we go like completely the other other way from like the pop (laughs) more poppy or more well-known songs to a traditional christmas carol silent night yeah silent night yeah bizarre I've, i've always found that bizarre and like yeah it's just interesting choice i feel like that isn't really one that you often see on like a christmas i don't know though because nowadays justin bieber did it's on mistletoe i suppose yeah i suppose not to not to make mistletoe like the be or wendell but i do enjoy uh even Mm. as a a taylor fan i have to say i'm sorry to anyone who may find this controversial but (laughs) i do enjoy mistletoe it's a good one. It's yes, a good Christmas yeah. album. It's good. I think. I think for me, it's Casey. Casey definitely knocks out. Oh, oh my god! No, that's a million times better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she like really kills it, and a lot of the songs she does enhance. And even though she adds a country element, there isn't the kind of cheesy country. I feel like a lot. A lot of the holiday collection comes across quite cheesy. Yeah, I see what you mean. A bit corny. Mm, yeah, it is. And yeah, Silent Night again isn't bad, but Silent Night isn't really a Christmas song that I listen to anyway. I'm a bit more of like a pop right. Christmas person. I mean, this I is love a an pop ex- Christmas song. extremely traditional song, usually very yes. much related to more of the religious aspect of the season of Christmas. Of Christmas, yeah, yeah. right. Because of the lyrics say it all, but yeah, yeah, it's a touching song, I guess. But it is quite a contrast to the other ones yes, the Santa sure. Baby yeah yeah <laughs> from last Christmas to Santa Baby to move on to Silent Night is quite a mm. contrast yeah yeah definitely and I think I think then when we look at the next one obviously the next cover was White Christmas yeah I feel like what they were trying to do was almost tick every box I agree with you we have a, a song for every type of enjoyer of Christmas music we have like more of a pop mm. hit we have more like a traditional Christmas carol we have Santa Baby which has been covered in every single a bit more of a fun yeah, yeah and then we have White Christmas which song. is more of like the nostalgic Christmas yeah. song 
Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you there. I think that's what they were trying to do. Maybe that's why the Rogue. But then I feel like they don't really tie in well with each other because they every song is so different. There's not really like a very. I kind of like that though. I do like that we have an exploration of the four different Mm, of Christmas. Yeah, of the four different. Yeah, because they do give you different aspects of Christmas, like the brokenheartedness. but also the playfulness but also like the more traditional aspect of it and then more the religious aspect of it so we kind of get a little bit of everything on this ep do they go well together like you said it is a bit it does throw you around quite a bit i must say especially all of the fiddles that run through it all (laughs) yes yes they are a bit overzealous yeah that that probably is a yeah a theme that links all all of the entire songs because there is a bit ott at times Mm. but the most i think the most exciting bit of the whole thing is the original songs right yeah like that's definitely for me the things that are always that i always love about christmas oh definitely um, albums and eps oh definitely is what is the original and i think is there's always a very very i don't know with original christmas songs they are one or the other they are really good or they are oh, just it's hit or miss. Trash. It's hit or miss. Like, it is. Yeah. It's it, definitely. It's, and it's like sometimes you hear them and you're like, "What is this?" And then other times you're like, "This is so good." Like they've hit the like mark, and it's just like this is so different and so fun. And again, there's 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 something with Christmas music that has to be it has to be slightly corny and it has to be slightly cheesy. Oh, definitely. But then sometimes it can be so cheesy that you're like i don't want a mature cheddar you know what i mean yeah it's like that's difficult. too much for me to deal with i agree it's it's difficult to find that sweet spot for christmas music mm. because you're right you need to hit all of the you need to like tick all the boxes of we got to mention this 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 and this where is the point in which it's like overboard you're like okay i get yeah. it you had to tick those boxes like you've got to make it sound sincere but yep. and but even though sometimes we all know that you're not because you know you know this is you made this music because it is the season to make this music exactly but i don't know yeah taylor went on a extremely think, different way though on her christmas yeah, songs exactly and and i think as well with 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 christmas songs as well it's like often lyricism is lacking because oh, they're yeah. trying to shove in very key things the keywords a christmas song because they've mentioned santa and presents yeah. and under the tree and i think that christmas must be something more which is obviously one of the original songs i think is unfortunately doesn't it falls into the category of a miss i think that it is just so right corny like so corny i guess i mean the way that she's going though isn't the corny in the sense of oh i'm talking about all of the things of christmas that makes yeah it's trying to do the opposite exactly yeah that is it but it it wavers i don't know it it goes to an extreme the other way like forget (laughs) all about that forget all about this terrible terrible like capitalism i don't know (laughs) yeah exactly yeah in like 2007 yeah which is a bit like oh my god yeah i don't it's like and jesus the the birthday boy it's just it's very religious it is and it's interesting again to see that this was right at the start of her career so here's to jesus christ who saved our lives it's something we will try to ignore and put a wreath up on your yeah. door. <laughs> I don't know. Christmas must be something more. It's it's funny. I don't know. It isn't one. I agree with you. It is a miss for me as well. It's because you are like right. it's fun. When I was younger, when yeah. I was younger, I used to think it was quite fun. But now I'm just like, 
I don't know. It just, it just is a bit. It's, it wouldn't be something. It wouldn't be something I'd proudly show someone and be like, "Oh, this is a Taylor Swift Christmas song." Yeah. Like, I'd show them Christmas Tree Farm because oh that God. is such a hit. Like, exactly. it's so that yeah. encompasses all of the. It, it ticks all the boxes of encu- encompassing all the elements of Christmas. Mm. It has the fun, like slightly cheesy element of Christmas, but isn't like in a corny, horrid, like you know, sickly way. It's in a fun, nostalgic yeah, yeah, sense, yeah. and like I think that hits that hits all the marks that unfortunately christmas must be something more just doesn't and i would be intrigued if this was re-recorded if i do think and we'll get into it properly later Mm, yeah but i feel like chris i feel like the christmas ep needs a serious girl at home taylor's version oh yeah it definitely needs a revamp reworking i have to say because i i think that if she was to re-record this song it i would i would be more annoyed if it stayed the same i would be over the moon if there was it was tweaked and changed yeah honest, i don't I know i guess just, i think it's it just it's, doesn't for me it just doesn't hit it's a funny song because it's very anti-christmas but it's also quite like it does lean into the religiousness again of the season and of, of christmas in, in specific of course and um mm. i guess there's a lot of people that who are into songs like silent night or more kind of traditional hymn kind of songs people who do take the season more religiously than perhaps you and I, Mm. I guess for those type of people, the lyrics hit harder than they would for us who, you know, aren't really not looking for that in our lyrics, in our Christmas songs. Christmas songs. But I get what you mean. I even think that, in fact, the production could use a revamp as well to help it along much more. 100%. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 100%. Whereas in comparison, Christmas When You Were Mine... I actually really like, and I think that this for me has always been the standout track, even when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. And especially the standout of the originals and potentially even the covers, because this is when this is when I feel like Taylor's lyricism still stands through. And obviously there is still clunky elements like, you know, the talking about did your cousins get you another sweater? Like there's an element of clunkiness, but I don't know though. I feel that, like that is a there's part There's still a person yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it's like there's a very like, pivotal part of Taylor's writing where exactly. she just tip uh, a still, little detail. Yeah. Mm, exactly. There's still like the personal element of Taylor's writing within it and it still feels it feels like a Taylor Swift song that's just been Christmas written about the Christmas period. And yeah. my favorite lyric from this is when it's like, um, when you're putting up the lights this year, did you notice one less pair of hands? Oh, like, I think that that is, devastating. that's heartbreaking. It is. Like, that's, and I think that often, I think that, and we say this with debut all the time and that sometimes it's overlooked because of maybe the, her vocals or, you know, the pronunciation, but actually there's some real hard hitting lyrics. And I think that Christmas when you were mine, I've always, always loved like as a kid. And I think for me, it's always stood out. Um, and I, I would be really, really excited to hear this with the Taylor's version. Again, I would quite like, I would like a change in pronunciation, potentially production. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that lyrically, I think this one is the strongest, definitely out of the two originals, if definitely. not the covers as well. What a, what about you? No, hundred percent agree. One? Out of the two, I feel like this one is more of a traditional Taylor song. In fact, if you take out some of like the Christmas references, it can mm. just it is just like a standard Taylor song, right? And then you just add exactly, the Christmas yeah. bit of mistletoe here, a bit of snow there. Yeah. A bit of the Christmas lights there. Okay, well, there you go. It's now rebranded Christmas as the Christmas song. song. Yeah. But no, it, it has more of the Taylor spirit within it. But it's still interesting mm. to me how, we'll, you know, we spoke about the covers and how she hit on like every single like different type of song 
not every single one perhaps but you know the major ones yeah and then for her own song she went for more of a religious one and then more of like a sad christmas song because with christmas songs mm. and i know that one that you this is the type that you pretty much enjoy because like some of the yeah. casey songs are a little bit more like this as well this christmas makes me cry exactly That's like one of my favorite exactly christmas songs ever. so yeah this reminds me of that type of christmas song but nowhere to be found at least in this original EP, was there more like a, let's say, popified Christmas song or the Christmas mm. song that, you know, talks about, I don't know, think of Santa Tell Me, Christmas in a, in a song. Like every single, yeah, exactly. every single lyric is about something about Christmas and it's all very magical and wonderful. Think of Christmas Tree Farm. There was no original Christmas yeah. Tree Farm. That was not there. Mm. So it's interesting yeah. how this EP did include these two songs and how very untraditionally Christmas hit they both are. Yes, definitely. That Neither of these would have taken off and become a classic. Well, this is it. Because yeah. neither, neither of them really moulded that. Because I feel like the sad Christmas song thing, again, is quite a hard one to hear. And often sad mm. Christmas songs are not, are not like big, big hits. Obviously, you've got a couple like the Elvis Blue Christmas, like, you know, that's like such a traditional, like, you know, classic Christmas song, but often the sad, because at Christmas, everyone wants to be listening to fun, happy songs, you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously there are different nuances to that. And there's so many, obviously there's loads of sad Christmas songs and there's lots of famous ones, but often the big hitters like Mariah Carey, Ariana Grande, and even all the traditional ones like Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, they're all like Oh, it's fun, all very fun. Yeah. I mean Merry Christmas. Christ- yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just like a merry time, right? You yeah. you kinda wanna listen to that type of music, although there is a space for everything, like you said. Yeah, it's it's just interesting the choices that she made for this EP. Or mm. maybe that were made for her, perhaps. I don't know. Yes, I do I do think that and I think that when you look back on Taylor's stuff with Big Machine, and she said it recently within time, that every decision was questioned, mm. every decision she had to she had to really stand up for herself. It's and so only early since on. she really moved to Yeah, only since she moved to Republic have they been like, whatever you put out we'll support. Yeah. Whereas back then, like, you know, she was being told album five and no, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. So, you know, after album one, obviously as a 16 year old, she, she just, they, they, they'll look at her and be like, well, you don't really know, like, this is what we want. And I think that's why I think to be quite honest, she was probably given the songs that they wanted her to cover. You know, they wanted, like you said, to hit four key areas of the Christmas music mm-hmm. to a, appeal to white people. Add a couple of, you know, and I think that, Add a couple of originals to encourage people to listen and be like, oh, wonder what her ones are like. Right. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that, yeah, to be, obviously that's totally making an assumption. But oh, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. We don't know. It's, All the ins and outs probably, behind the scenes. It's probably the, probably the case, to be honest. It would not surprise me if Big Machine had a big old say on this mm. and what, what was and wasn't allowed. What's interesting about this EP and also as an extension, the Beautiful Eyes EP, there was never much promotion done and once it was once that little era should we say because it wasn't even an era but once that little moment in time was over mm-hmm. it was over like we don't hear about yeah. the taylor swift holiday collection every year or beautiful eyes isn't like this prominent thing i, I understand that they're only eps but still even mm-hmm. in their moments they were just a tiny little blip and then it was like next thing yeah and honestly i do think it was just to keep her name relevant for those two years as she was going, moving towards Fearless. Definitely, 100%. It was used as like a marketing thing to keep her relevant. And even when you look at the covers of them, the Taylor Swift logo is like the key part of it. 
just so, so that people were aware, oh, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Um, and yeah, they were kept slightly under the radar so that, like we said earlier, they weren't confused as a second album. But yeah, they wanted to kind of just keep people aware and keep content. And that's the thing that happens nowadays. People like Billie Eilish, for example, in between her kind of happier than ever and... Oh, no, sorry. Um, when We All Fall Asleep, Where mm-hmm. Do We Go? And Happier Than Ever era was just a constant release of music just yeah. to keep her a trickle of relevant. Yeah, little things. And, you yeah. know, to keep people intrigued so that, you know, she didn't have this huge moment and then disappear off the face of the earth and then come back and people are like, oh, we'd forgotten about you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that that is often used in the early stages of not all the time, but often used in the early stages of people's career just to keep them in the public consciousness. Yeah. And keep I people aware that, and keep yeah. fans also appeased. Because, oh, you know, definitely. fans haven't got much content. So if you give them stuff to keep them, oh, here's, you know, another little bar, a couple, another couple of songs, then it keeps them interested in what comes next. And also it kind of, especially, again, we're looking back so, so long ago, but it kind of does form that initial fan base. It makes people like, mm. now I know I have something to follow. I have something to look forward to. Yeah. And not like this date set two years away or something like that, you Mm. know? So, yeah, I guess it was a good way to check in with people. Obviously, social media was extremely different back then as well. Everything was extremely different as well. Touring situations. Obviously, Taylor was an opener. You know, it... To keep up with her was different. People were discovering her from all different types of worlds, mostly within the country world. So it's normal for these EPs to be extremely country-fied anyway, and of the country genre and... uh, Exactly. And it was of and it was of a time as well. And it still is very much the case in country music where country music is only deemed country music if it's as a very, very specific sound. Yeah. So that, and, of, you yeah. know, Taylor was Taylor was constantly called pop from day dot. Um, so, you know, they, again, they were trying to appease it to that audience. And, right. and that was the kind of the way that it appeared to be marketed. And I think it also there was clearly limited effort or maybe finances towards it because there was no photo shoot no. they literally just like teardrops. copy and pasted the teardrops from my guitar music video pictures shoved them you know yeah, around it's so interesting. shoved some font on it how it, that was the chosen and one then, as well <laughs> yeah because it doesn't it doesn't seem Dream? very christmasy <laughs> like no. the cover yeah the she cover really doesn't really scream christmas just had a picture taken in a in a hat you know what i mean hat just where like yeah yeah exactly the like it was then just not there was no even what they've used even what they've used for Christmas shoe farm, where they just use archival footage of right. her, like as a kid, like you know, is it was then just not something somewhere rather than just but oh, again, we'll just use it's it. Interesting. That is interesting though, from the point of view of like establishing her image of yeah, yeah, mm. she is the girl. That is the girl that you saw on that teardrops video. On that's some her. Like a t- yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah that's it's very definitely true. interesting to see as like how this was a part of the beginning of her career and how she was establishing herself as an extremely country artist, you know, an artist that relate me to my previous work and stay with me for what's mm. to come because this isn't it. This isn't everything I have to offer. Very interesting. But talking about promotion or promotional activities she did for this album, we only have a couple of live performances, right? Yeah, only two. We've just got Christmas When You Were Mine on the Today Show in 2007. It's quite a sweet performance, to be fair, just with the sparkly guitar. And then Silent Night, which was for um, Rocky Feller in 2007 as well, where she's wearing like a little white coat, um, belting her little heart out (laughs) again with, you know, sparkles all around her. But yeah, pretty... 
again not like big mainstream performances again just to kind of get a name out there obviously it's christmas time so lots of people are watching telly so it's like oh that's that taylor swift girl you know again it's just very limited promotion yeah. without going too heavy because at the end of the day it's christmas album it's not like a it hasn't yeah. got a full album cycle it has a very limited time and like uh lifespan because it's often november to december and that's oh, it for like two months yeah you've got a couple of months um, and then we're on to the next thing but it's interesting though and obviously then, it was released in 2007 released mm. to other retailers in 2008 and re-released more widely and digitally in 2009 but then nothing nine. nothing for all of that time nothing she was big machine like nothing. they wouldn't really yeah. promote it i mean every so often you might get a little like you told me that then it became digitally available only recently right on like Spotify. yeah a couple of years yeah mm, yeah so it's interesting to see uh, the and they also have changed up they've changed up the cover as yes, well yeah. like yeah 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 uh, a couple of times as well uh, they've added a couple of baubles <laughs> um, right yeah to make it a bit more that, Christmassy. Again, exactly that seems regional as well that often seems only like that cover is only really used on like american like itunes and stuff okay um but i don't know if that's changed because obviously i don't really keep track on what different regional itunes covers look like um but um but yeah that seems that also seems to change but other than that other than a couple of mentions it used to be available on big machines like website you could buy the cd obviously nowadays i believe in the states every so often it appears in some stores but often you have to buy it secondhand it's pretty nothing's ever really been said about it taylor herself has never really mentioned it or acknowledged it it's not really something that is obviously nowadays taylor nation and taylor only push stuff that is owned by her oh yeah so obviously there would be no reason for them to push it anyway no it's just it's almost just like everyone's forgotten it's happened and i think that's why it's interesting to see well what is going to happen to this ep because obviously exactly. the whole point of the taylor's version is to regain these Everything. all of these big machine songs yeah and leaving them would be silly but then also how how high is the demand for them Right. So this is the, our next question. And this is really the point of this episode, right? What is going to happen? What is next for these songs? Like, where will they end up? Because like you said, the point of the whole project is to not leave anything behind, to take control of mm. every single song that she has ever put out. And that much has been proven true because she has not left anything behind, safe and sound, eyes open, sweeter than fiction. She's gone back these aren't really songs today was are, a fairy tale yeah they're not songs that are were included in her main releases but they were songs from around that time from around the era singles you know ronan everything everything has now found a ho found mm. a home somewhere in her discography so that leaves us with the question of will taylor swift holiday collection find a home in debut for example or in a more debut or will it get its own moment and will she produce a new Christmas EP. How are you feeling about that? I think, to be fair, it wouldn't... It's weird. Like, I feel mm. like, yeah, on debut, potentially it could it could be tacked on the end, but I don't think it would be on the CD no. or, like, the vinyl release. I agree with you. I feel like it would either be something that's added later on on streaming or maybe something that might get added on streaming and then they release, like, a vinyl of it. You know, like, that mm. kind of... that It kind of gives that vibe of not, like, a full hard and fast release or fully tacked on to debut. But I feel like what's more likely is potentially like a as you mentioned like a fully fleshed okay. out full christmas album right. with these songs included and reworked that's very interesting yeah so i i agree i can see it going either way i feel like it also depends when debut is eventually re-recorded and released if it's towards the end of a year whichever year that may be mm. i feel like they're 
could potentially be a chance for her to say like oh also as a more debut here are a couple of christmas songs from back in the day songs yeah get it yeah, over with yeah. not draw too fun. much attention to it there they yeah. are they've now been done she doesn't obviously she doesn't have to do the covers again because they were just covers already that doesn't have anything to do yeah. with her and then that's that however if she does want to make it more of a moment i think the options for like a a full christmas ep are extremely interesting what would you like to see on the christmas mm. ep if she did if she did do it i think obviously christmas tree farm i'd like that has to be on there oh god and yeah. then in terms of covers i don't really know i'm i never really know what's the best thing to cover like because i feel like some stuff has been done so well that that's how i you know it's just like well i like that version and i feel like no one has seemed to trump it so i'm i'm, I'm always just so draw like torn i just never know what what I'd like someone to pick. Like I feel like Casey does a really good job of picking like whenever she picks yeah. someone, like, oh my God, she's done such a good job of that. Yeah. But I just I just never know myself. I I really don't know if maybe or if maybe she'd focus more on um original songs and make them all that could be interesting. We covers, could, potentially. We could get an EP that includes like Christmas Tree Farm, all of its versions, because it's got like its live mm. version, its original version, the old time version. Yeah. So that could be cool. Then we also get, you know, Christmas must be something more. Christmas is when you were mine. Perhaps a little bit of a rebooted version of both. Mm. And then maybe a couple more. Taylor does really love this season. She loves Christmas time. She's always said so. She did such a good job with Christmas Tree Farm. So I do think she has oh, Christmas yeah. songs in her. I really, really do. Like oh, 100%, proper like both 100%. bops and also like sad moments. Because that sad, that much yeah. is she's proven, really. But just like exactly. more updated versions would be fun, I feel. Yes. I think I think like last I think that she could really do last Christmas and Santa Baby Justice nowadays. Oh, um, for sure. A lot more justice than she did. And yeah. I think, yeah, as long as they were given girl at home treatment. Where they, yeah, they we were, need another you know, production. There was an intention to make it different. Yeah, yeah we like, need a different needs production. Better production. But honestly, I do think she can. She could do a good job with Silent Night and White Christmas nowadays as well. Yeah, I think that exactly. rebooted, bit of a different production, not so heavy on the countrified uh, fiddle of it all. I do think that it'd be fine. That it could be really because good, to be yeah. fair. Things like the old timely version of Christmas Tree Farm isn't a million miles away from the production that would be needed for like mm. White Christmas, for example. That's true. Like um, the orchestra. And you know, she's and gone the... for that. Yeah. yeah. She's gone for that kind of vibe with that. So I think that it definitely could work. And I think it's interesting. I, th I, I, I don't know if, I just don't know if then there might be a thing of like, would that then be confusing to like audiences of, oh, you, you know, like what, what is this new? Is this old? But then I suppose things like sweet than fiction as you've mentioned mm. they've all been given homes when they weren't yeah you, you know that wasn't their original home so i feel like maybe it would be fine if these were just given a home on an album called something totally different but then again yeah yeah would that still confuse people i, I, don't, I, just, know. I don't know i feel I'm like not she sure. could do a, a pretty cool christmas album i do think so i mm. would like to see all of those original songs covered again that would be cool. So we yeah. can just like compare. I would also love to see obviously the two, her two original songs, Christmas Tree Farm in all of its, all of its versions. But then I think I'd like to see, I mean, songs such as uh, Fairy Tale of New York. I love one of my favorites. Oh, yes. Yes. That's such my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. Not sure who oh, with, yeah. but get someone in. We can do that. Mm, love that. Yes. Yes. Someone like Gary Lightbody, that kind of vibe. 
Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. To be honest, yeah, I'd like that. I would... <laughs> Bonnie Vare. <laughs> That's probably who she pull. Uh, oh yes, I know one. I've thought of Wonderful Christmas Time with Paul McCartney, both of them. Oh yes, yes, that'd be good fun. That'd be fun because yeah, you've, yeah that's she, a good pick. You know, she very much respects him as a Chris, as a sorry as a writer, and it is a you know Christmas song written by him so mm. that would be pretty cool maybe i don't know like you said it, it's I've always, I've, difficult i've always to liked like war songs. is over miley cyrus did a really good oh, okay. cover of that okay yeah that one would be quite fun uh i'm trying to think because yeah i think fairy tale new york that's a really good one. Oh yeah i, I love, love that, that one song. i love the christmas one and it has more songwritery vibe doesn't exactly. it exactly that's what like I'm storytelling the more of. storyteller ones there are a lot of amazing christmas songs but like you said number one it's extremely difficult to not top them but get to the level of the icon yeah, like how iconic they are because we listen mm. to them year upon year and secondly also i want them to be like the good really songwritery kind of songs because that's the ones that yeah taylor can be more connected to anyway just because of how she is as a songwriter you know i like those picks i think it's interesting i, I really don't know how it's going to go i don't think i could pick one or the other I, I just think we'll have to find out but i i, I do think that these will be included somewhere because she would be just silly not to like that's the whole because then big machine have a leverage over her and that you know what i mean they've i know yeah. we know what they're like like they would definitely use that against her and they would probably oh, release different vinyl versions of it and suddenly you know get like pumped it, up new vinyl variant of the christmas yeah, album the, by taylor yeah yeah exactly that the big machine would do something to kind of get one over so it makes sense for her to do it and I think oh, that yeah. it will be done, but I just I really don't know how. But I hope it I hope it has like a full blown photo shoot right. and a little moment, yeah, around Christmas. I would like that. Maybe one Christmas, you know, maybe not obviously not this year that's been gone, but maybe next mm. not next year, perhaps the year after so. when maybe the re-recording product pro, uh, project sorry is perhaps done she can done. concentrate yeah. more on that yeah i don't know it's she's got so many things going on that it's hard to even fit in a little moment for a christmas ep exactly nowadays. that's the thing exactly so which to be fair even when she released even when she released christmas tree farm it was a bit of a rogue time it was like that's a couple true. of days into december which is like not that's not what you do like you release christmas music october november yeah you don't write a song and then three days later release it in the middle of december so she could even drop it like it could even be like a little birthday thing it like could. with the era's tour extended version that we've had this year it could be a kind of oh here's a couple of songs thanks yeah. for the year Done. either way let us know what you think will become what is the fate in your opinion of these songs will they end up on debut on more debut only as like a digital kind of exclusive thing streaming thing will we suddenly get a christmas ep one day and if so which songs would you like to hear taylor cover from the christmas classics let us know in the comments over on youtube because as always we are very interested to hear what your thoughts are as to the christmas ep but for now that is all from us if you did enjoy this episode please give us a like over on youtube and like i said leave us a comment let us know your thoughts on the episode if you're listening over on apple or spotify make sure to rate us if you do enjoy the podcast thank you very very much for listening as always, if you want to hear more from us, you can follow over on Instagram. Our handle is at Swiftly Spoken Podcast or subscribe on YouTube. We hope you enjoy the holidays and are having a wonderful time with family, friends or whoever you may celebrate, however you may celebrate. For now, we will see you in our very special end of the year episode. And other than that, 
See you then. Mm-hmm.